You are Locked On Pirates, your daily Pittsburgh Pirates podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. going on everybody and today's episode is brought to you by locked on mlb make sure you go check out the locked on mlb podcast hosted by my awesome friend and friend of the podcast and i've been on his podcast before paul francis sullivan but please call him sully every day he takes a unique look at the majors both past and present featuring exciting guest interviews routine check-ins from the local experts like myself and insightful analysis of the day's biggest stories locked on mlb is the single best source for your daily sports baseball talk subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts and to enjoy today's episode all right everybody how are we doing today i hope you're all having a fabulous wednesday May 12th, as I am, of course, your host, Ethan Smith, who does the most, and I hope you're all having a wonderful day. And before we get into anything, I said yesterday on Twitter I was going to feature some of the uh, joking pickup lines that you guys decided you wanted to send in to me um, yesterday on Twitter, and I just thought I'd say some of them. Some of them are pretty funny. Uh, From Virgil on Twitter, hey, babe, are you key Brian Hayes? Because I want you back in my life so bad. Uh, I thought that was one of the good ones. Um, I also got a couple other ones as well. Uh, Hey, is your name Brian? This is from Root because I want a Reynolds wrap you up. It's another good one too. Uh, So I got some other ones, uh, but some of them weren't PG, so I won't feature them. But I appreciate you guys. Make sure you go follow me at uh, Locked On Pirates on Twitter or even my personal Twitter at MVP underscore Ethan. I'm recording today about 30 minutes before the Pirates-Reds game, so if you have to listen to the pod while you're watching the game, that'd be pretty dope. And, um, you know, today on the pod to start, we're going to obviously recap yesterday's game. And as you probably saw in the title, I'm, uh, I mean, JT Brubaker at this point to me has surpassed Mitch Keller in terms of importance in the pitching staff. I will say that with the utmost honesty, just because, I mean, this the performance he had last night was probably, to me, the most impressive he's had all season, in a way, just because the Pirates came off of a 14-1 loss on Monday, and Brubaker said, you know what, I'm going to go out on the mound, I'm only going to give up one run over six innings, and he left the game, and the Pirates were up 4-1, to one. so he put the Pirates in a good position, which was good. He allowed them to bring in Richard Rodriguez to close the door, even though Adam Frazier had that awesome two-run jack. And he's currently on a 12-game hitting streak, by the way, taking that into today and hitting 312. So his trade stock just continues to rise. And, I mean, it allowed the Pirates to bring in a lot of good pitching afterwards. Um, You see the pitching that was brought in. Chris Stratton came on for one inning, no hits. David Bednar allowed one earned run in uh, two hits and two-thirds. Sam Howard, of course, closed the door. And then Richard Rodriguez closed the door to end it. And that's what I think Brubaker brings to this team. And if you look at his stats across the regular season so far, over 38 and one-thirds innings, he's only allowed 11 runs and 34 hits to 41 strikeouts, nine bases or nine walks, and a 2.58 ERA. JT Brubaker is the best pitcher on this pitching staff that's going to be here next year. I already brought up the Tyler Anderson stuff yesterday, and also 
this Pirates team, I just like the bounce back that they had last night. I mean, it sucks when you lose 14-1. to The last time the Reds beat them like that, they just beat them like that again the next day. And the Pirates this time went out and had a very solid game. And JT Brubaker was the biggest component of that. Now, of course, the offense hitting the baseball like they did yesterday was very good. They had eight hits yesterday. Cincinnati also did, but the Pirates continued to capitalize. Adam Frazier had two hits, two RBIs with the home run. Reynolds had a hit. Phillip Evans had a hit in an RBI. Kevin Newman had a hit in an RBI as he's back over 200. Troy Stokes Jr., who we'll talk about in the next segment, had a very solid game, picking up two RBIs and two hits and three at-bats and a walk. And even JT Brubaker picked up a walk as well. Uh, so, And Gregory Polanco was also back yesterday. Ben Gamble was also back yesterday. And, I mean, the Pirates, of course, moved to 15-20 and 20 with the win. But it was nice to see, and I really, I'm going to be honest, I'm looking more forward to seeing JT Brubaker on the mound now than I am Mitch Keller. And I don't know too many people that would disagree with me on that, just because at least Brubaker has been consistent. He has the two losses, but he's 3-2 and two with a 2.58 ERA. It's pretty damn good. And over his career, by the way, if you were wondering what he's like as a career pitcher, he has 85.2 innings pitched. 89 strikeouts and a 3.89 ERA. That's a future fourth or fifth pitcher in this rotation with guys like Roesny Contreras and Quinn Priester and Carmen Majinski and Brennan Malone and Tanaj Thomas and Eddie Yeen all preparing to come up over the next couple years. But Brubaker can be the guy that's going to be in this rotation for a while. Will they trade Brubaker? Hell no. You don't trade him. He's 26. You do not trade him. You don't move him. You just keep him. And he's doing fabulous. I, be, I think him and Tyler Anderson must have some like little uh, kind of game going on right now. Because, I mean, they're just both pretty much dueling it out between each other in terms of, oh, I have the better ERA, or oh, I have this, or oh, I have this. And I really enjoy it. Outside of that right now, Trevor Cahill has just not been that great. I think he will get booted off the rotation at some point this year. And then you have... Um, Will Crow, who's now cemented himself in as part of that Josh Bell trade, he's looked okay. I mean, a 4.02 ERA, he's not exactly tearing anything apart, but he's looked pretty okay so far. I think he'll improve. And then Chad Cool should be coming back pretty soon, and Stephen Brault should be coming back pretty soon. So this pitching staff's going to get kind of like a rebrand, I think, over the next month and a half when uh, some of these guys start coming back. And I would say... When Chad Cool comes back, I think Cahill will be the casualty. Just because, I mean, Brubaker, Keller, Cool, Anderson, and Crow is probably what Derek Shelton will want to go with. And that's what I think he should go with, except I think he should also bring up Miguel Yahure again. But we'll see how that goes. And as an outlook for today, I mean, of course, the Pirates, as I'm recording, will be kicking off against the Reds here shortly. And they get Trevor Cahill versus Sonny Gray tonight, I believe. Uh, Cincinnati is favored in this matchup. Cahill comes in with a 6.75 ERA, 1-4 in the rubber match. And once again, Frazier takes a 12-game hitting streak into the matchup. So we'll see how it goes for the Pirates. We'll see if they can pick up the series victory. They then host the San Francisco Giants in a four-game series over the weekend, starting on Thursday, so Thursday through Sunday. Then they get the nice off day, and they head to St. Louis for a short two-game set, and then to Atlanta for a four-game set, 
and then they come back to play Chicago again. So we'll see how these next couple weeks go for the Pirates, but again, June 3rd should be a fun date to watch as well as Key Brian Hayes could be returning. Colin Moran has seen some progress. Lots of progress on the injury front, especially Gregory Polanco coming back as well. We'll see how he fits into the outfield. And that's pretty much what the Pirates have going on on the field right now. As in terms of off the field, though, there's been a lot of things going on with the Pittsburgh Pirates that I'm going to talk about today. But if you're really into, uh, if you're really into kind of betting on players rather than betting on teams, check out Sports Trade. Sports Trade is a really awesome site that is mixed the stock market with sports betting. Uh, it's where fantasy sports meets the stock market. Sports Trade takes fantasy to the next level. It's like Robin Hood for fantasy sports. Their platform allows you to buy and sell shares in your favorite players just like real stocks. A fair and exciting way to cash in on your knowledge of sports. And they just added baseball to the platform. Sign up today at SportsTrade.com and discover the fun, exciting, and profitable new way of sports trading. Today's episode is also brought to you by the wonderful people at Built Bar. Built Bar, of course, is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. They have nine awesome flavors and some limited time flavors as well that sell out pretty quickly. And you should get your hands on them. They are all 100% chocolate covered, high in protein, high in fiber, and great for the keto diet. Make sure you go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off of your next order. Meaning you could be an existing customer of Built Bar and still get 15% off of your next order if you have not used that promo code yet. And when I come back, let's talk about the Jamison Tyone trade again. And look at how the Pirates may have already won it. And we'll be right back. Alright everyone, and welcome back to Locked On Pirates on May 12th of the year 2021. I hope you're all having a wonderful Wednesday. And getting right into it, uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates and GM Ben Charrington made a lot of moves this offseason. And it was pretty fun because, I mean, you got to see an influx of a lot of different um, pitchers. You got to see an influx of a lot of things going on. And for the Pittsburgh Pirates right now, they look like they already won the Josh Bell trade. I said that when the trade was made. Will Crow has also looked really good. Eddie Yeen, of course, will be the project that will really make that trade have a cherry on top of it. But then you look at the Joe Musgrove trade, and you've seen some things about that, but that's, again, a lot more guys with projects. All of these guys are projects. It's not going to be, you're not going to see any of these guys really uh, too much when it comes to the Major League roster. But then you take the Jamison Talion trade in particular, and the Pirates just absolutely knocked it out of the park here. Like, Ben Sherrington did great. Based on what we've seen so far in the minor league season, which is very young, but you also have to keep in mind that he picked up the number 15, number 19, and number 21 prospect in the Yankees system in Miguel Yahure, Contreras, and Kanan Smith. He also acquired Michael Escato. We're going to start with Yahure in terms of looking statistically and how he's already affected the Pirates. He's already seen one start with Pittsburgh. It was an 0-1 start, but I mean... Four and one-thirds innings pitched, four earned runs, two home runs given up, and four strikeouts. Kind of like a lack, not a lackluster performance if you actually go back and look at it. He just kind of got hit a lot in one inning, and then that's when he was removed from the game. But you look at what he's done in AAA Indianapolis so far, and he has a 1.5 ERA so far in the season in six innings pitched, and he's looked pretty good. And his MLB ERA, if you count his time in the Yankees in 2020, currently is a 3.97, 
and he's seen some success in the minors as well. The kid has good stuff to work with. He has a really electric fastball, and he knows how to control it really, really well. And, I mean, I really enjoy what I've seen from Yuhure so far. I think he's going to be in the rotation before the season ends, especially if and when the Pirates should trade Tyler Anderson. And it's going to be fun to see an immediate impact come back from him. And, of course, I don't think he's going to have an 8 ERA when he's in the majors. I think he'll probably come up around June or July, and I'm really excited to see him. But then you also now take who I think so far has been easily the best player we've seen so far from this trade piece, and that's going to be from A Altoona, and that's going to be um, Roesny Contreras. This kid has been wild in Altoona so far. Like, I mean, wild in a good way. Over two starts, he's 1-0. In 11 innings pitched, he's only given up five hits. He has 22 strikeouts right now in 11 innings pitched. No home runs given up. Only two walks. And, I mean, he just his home runs per nine is 4.1. His strikeouts per nine is 18. And his strikeouts uh, to walks is 11, along with a 1.6 base per balls nine and a zero home runs per nine and a 0.636 whip. The dude's been killing it in Altoona. And, again, if you look at him in his Yankees time, his ERA at all the levels that he's played in so far is 17 and 11 with a 3.11 ERA, 19 home runs, 76 walks to 229 strikeouts. He had 113 last year in the Sally League, and I mean he's only given up 19 or uh, 90 earned runs over those innings in 260 innings pitched. So his career home runs per nine is 0.7, which is awesome. His hits per nine is seven. His base per ball, uh, baseball on balls per nine is 2.6, and his strikeouts per nine is almost eight. So, Roesny Contreras, by the way, to keep in mind, he's only 21 years old. You're not going to see him for a minute, but he's been absolutely electric on the mound for the Altoona Curve lately. And the other day, I believe, he had a game where he actually was pitching, and I think he went six or eight innings. I want to say it was six innings. Um of basically no-hit baseball, like, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, he spun six hitless frames for Altoona, and this was a couple days ago. Um, and you look at the way he pitches, too. He just goes out there and pitches. He just, he, I mean, he has confidence on the mound. Of course, it's double-A, but he has a ton of confidence when he goes out there, and I'm really excited to see what he can do, man. Like, he's he's really good. He might be one of the better pitching prospects in the system already. And, I mean, I know it's early. I don't know if he's going to keep that pace. But if he does, you have to seriously consider him moving him to AAA already. And that's where I'm at with it, too. But Contreras, I think, is going to be the main prize of this deal. Uh, Yahure is going to, of course, be a pretty decent guy as well. I could also see the Pirates moving Contreras to the bullpen at some point. But I don't know. That's something they'll have to figure out on their own. And then you go to the two guys that they acquired. Um, they acquired in the uh, position player department in Kanan Smith, and we'll start there. Kanan Smith, of course, is in Double A as well in Altoona. So far, with a batting average of 400, uh, no or one home run, four RBIs, two stolen bases, four walks on six hits. 
He's had 19 plate appearances. He's looked really good as well. And Cannon Smith, across his career at any level, is 283, 392, 432 slasher with a 824 OPS. Um, so he's he's really good as well. Uh, of course, the Pirates have issues in the outfield. He's primarily a left fielder, I believe, and we'll see uh, how it goes for him. Um, and I'm excited for him as well. I mean, he is, I believe, 20? Yeah, 22, actually. Um, and he's a former fourth-round pick. Just to let you guys like kind of know who these guys are, that way whenever they come up and they're actually good, you're not surprised. But Kanan Smith, he has a really good pop off the bat. He already has a home run, as I mentioned. And he's going to be one of those guys that's going to be very interesting to continue to watch along with Cal Mitchell. I really uh, like both of them. And I think Kanan Smith is going to be the better of the two. And I, I mean, again, the way that things have started so far, he's been a, yet another good piece to add to this. And the beautiful thing about a lot of these trades that Charrington made is he added a lot of quantity instead of quality because quality doesn't always come up to the majors along with what you thought you were getting. But if you get a lot of, um, if you get a ton of quantity, you have to hit on at least one of them, right? And that's where I think he was thinking of, and I think he's going to have that same mindset when it comes to Tyler Anderson and maybe Richard Rodriguez and Adam Frazier. He's going to try to acquire a lot of prospects so he can really sit there and actually make some good moves. And so far, I haven't seen a move he's made that was bad. And the Talion trade especially looks like it's going to be the best of the four. And then you take Mikel Escato, who is primarily a shortstop, uh, but he can play second base and third base. And he's looked pretty good as well. Um, so far on the season, no home runs, but four RBIs, eight hits in nine, or 23 plate appearances, which equates to a 325, 438, 555 slugging, and a 993 uh, OPS. I believe he is in lower A Bradenton. And over his career, uh, which includes only rookie ball in 2019 and Bradenton, he has a 325 batting average, a 438 base percentage, a 555 slugging, and a 993 OPS. All these stats sound great, and you can't get mad at them at all. So you then look at the other side of the coin for the New York Yankees, and Jamison Tyone, of course, has had his injury history. He's had all the stuff that has kind of set him back, but he was never a bad pitcher by any stretch of the margin. But you look at what he's doing right now for the Yankees, and he currently has a 5.02 ERA over 28 and two-thirds. He's given up 16 earned runs, 7 home runs, and 6 walks to 34 strikeouts. So he hasn't exactly been that great for the Yankees either. So you look at how this trade has already went, and the Pirates may have already won it, just based on what the Yankees traded uh, Jamison Talion for. I mean, you traded him for four prospects, albeit mid-level, but these guys, if they turn the pan out to something, that could be a terrible trade for the Yankees and a great one for the Pirates. Now, of course, the Pirates need all the great trades they can get after trading Chris Archer for Tyler Glasnow and Austin Meadows. But I'll take it. And we'll see how these guys progress. You should definitely check in on the Altoona games, the all the games in the lower uh, divisions. I mean, I didn't mention anybody from the uh, single-A Greensboro Grasshoppers, but that team has been absolutely electric to watch so far with Nick Gonzalez and Leo Piguero. And you should check all those games out. And if you want to bet on any baseball games, make sure you go to betonline.ag. 
There's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust. That is betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% deposit bonus, meaning you can bet on the NBA playoffs, the NHL playoffs, go Pittsburgh Penguins, by the way, NFL Futures as the schedule comes out today. Week 1 was already announced for the Steelers. They will be taking on the Buffalo Bills. You can also bet on who's going to win the Heisman Trophy in college football this year, horse racing, MMA, and even reality TV. Make sure, once again, you go to betonline.ag and use that promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus, giving you free money to bet and have fun, but do it responsibly, and make sure that you let them know the Locked On Podcast Network sent you. And when we come back, the Pittsburgh Pirates have made a ton of moves at outfielder, but have they finally hit something that will stick to the wall? And we'll be right back. All right, everyone, and welcome back to Locked On Pirates in the final segment of today's Wednesday episode. And yesterday, uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates, of course, before we get into yesterday, have made a ton, and I mean a ton, of outfielding moves this year. So far, we've seen the addition of Ben Gamble. We saw Troy Stokes get added to the uh, roster We've seen uh, Kai Tom, Anthony Alford, Dustin Fowler. It's been kind of like a round table. It's almost like when you open a door and you turn the knob, everybody gets a turn. And that's pretty much what it's been with the Gregory Polanco injury and Brian Reynolds also being out for that short time in Chicago as well. But yesterday, Troy Stokes had his coming out party. I mean, you look at what happened to him, and he had like just two good hits, a double that scored a run, and Stokes looked really good. Um... And you have to look at it from what was going to go, and that was really what you wanted to see from Stokes. And he gets two RBIs in the victory out of the seven runs that were scored. And did the Pirates finally find another outfielder that can stick? And I hope they did. Stokes, of course, uh, he was later, um, he got his MLB debut on Sunday. But he ended up making an error against Chicago. So I really considered this kind of his debut. He looked good. And um, he added that RBI double in the eighth inning, which then led to the Adam Frazier home run. And that was after a Kevin Newman triple. And we'll see again what Stokes does. Um, he He had to get back after that. I mean, his error in the game against Chicago set it weight on him. He, get, he ripped a single down the left field line to score Newman in the fourth, and then he scored Newman again. And, I mean, if you can get a guy who has guys on base ahead of him and he has good plate appearances and can get you RBIs, that guy has to stay in your lineup. So is it possible now that you see the Pirates go Reynolds, Stokes, and Polanco when Polanco's fully healthy? It's very possible. I mean, Kai Tom has been the guy that they've been starting. Like, if we actually take a look at the lineup card for today's matchup, which will be starting here in the next half hour, I mean, you get Kai Tom, Gregory Polanco, and Ben Gamble starting, so no Stokes today. But, you know, I mean, that's pretty much the state of what the Pirates outfield is right now. It's just throwing stuff at the wall and see what sticks. I know we've been using that a lot lately, but that's pretty much what the Pirates are doing. And we'll see. I mean, we still don't know what the uh, Ben Gamble experiment is going to look like. Uh, We still don't know if Stokes Jr. is going to keep up a good pace with hitting the baseball. Kai Tom has kind of been off and on. Polanco couldn't really hit most stuff with a 10-foot pole half the time. And Brian Reynolds, of course, is the one consistent guy. So we'll see how this outfield continues to do it. 
I want to know your thoughts on Twitter, though, at LockedOnPirates. Of course, you can follow me on Twitter at MVP underscore Ethan. I want to know who you guys want to see in the outfield. Who do you want in the outfield for like the remainder of the big chunk of the season if everyone stays healthy? Personally, I'd want to do Reynolds, Stokes, and Gamble if you could really do something. But, I mean, I think Polanco is going to still stick in right field. So, probably Stokes, Reynolds, and Polanco, which I'd be okay with that. But I want to know your thoughts on Twitter. And, once again, thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. I will, of course, be back tomorrow to preview the series against the San Francisco Giants. I will be on Locker Room a lot this week. I've been on Locker Room a ton Make sure you come over there and check me out and come talk Pirates baseball with me. And I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your Wednesday. Enjoy today's matchup and have a great rest of your day.